I'm Jason Ariola. And I'm Dominic Chavis, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. Surprise, we're actually not talking about um, Power Rangers Time Force this week. Actually, we're going to be talking about Power Rangers Ninja Storm. The reason we're kind of pulling an audible on this one is because the Red Ranger from Power Rangers Ninja Storm, the actor is Pua Magasiva, he passed away last week. And we thought, well, you know, we were kind of looking at this. Well, this is one I was looking at to do eventually. Maybe next year if we do uh, Mighty Morphin May again. But I thought, I was like, hey, you know, the guy just passed. Maybe we kind of pay tribute to him in a little bit this way. I thought, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I feel kind of icky sometimes doing this stuff, you know what I mean? Like when the, we did the whole E7 thing as a tribute to Mac. But it's like, hey, you know, it's it's our own little tribute in our own way. So, yeah. So uh, do you have any familiarity with the Ninja Storm iteration? Hmm, not at all. Not at all. Okay, so this was like well past your age of Power Ranger fandom, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, same here. I mean, like, I... I think this one came out in like the early 2000s, so I would have been, you know, 19, 20. So it's kind of, I, I don't want to say aged out, but aged out of Power Rangers in a, in a sense in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was sort of my first exposure really to this iteration of Power Rangers and then kind of watching it or watching a little bit of it and seeing how many different Rangers there are. I was like, oh man, I think there's like seven of the Rangers in this one. I think there ends up being seven or something like that. I don't know. We're gonna get, I'm going to get crucified by... Uh, Ninja Storm fans here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so let's go ahead and we'll move on. This was a game that came out on the Game Boy Advance, and this is going to be our first Game Boy Advance game we're, we're going to cover. Um, Time Force was going to be our first Game Boy Color game we were going to cover, but instead we're going to do that next week. But the Ninja Storm soundtrack was composed by Iku Mizutani, so uh, this is effectively coming uh, Mizutani May as well as Mighty Morphin <laughs> May, because three of the five soundtracks we're going to cover this month are all composed by Mizutani, so I feel a little bit like, uh, next year we have to make sure we don't cover anything by Mizutani. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have to switch it up. <laughs> Broaden a little bit. Uh, yeah, thankfully the one I'm thinking, if we do it next year, that we'll start off with isn't composed by Mizutani, so we're, we're in good shape there. From there, I don't really know what else <laughs> we're going to do, but yeah, we're I'm going to try to avoid going uh, too heavy on the Mizutani music for the Power Ranger stuff, even though it seems like he's done a lot of them. So other than that, yeah, we're just going to cut one out that we were planning on doing originally. So basically we know like time force is next week. And then the week after that, we know what we're doing. And that one was going to be the final one for this episode or for this uh, month anyway. So really, uh, I guess that is about all I have to say about that. So why don't we go ahead and get started listening to the music here? Uh, The first thing we're going to be listening to is main theme, which is regrettably short, but we'll get to that once you hear it. And then the first level theme. So we'll listen to those and come right back. Thank you. 
Alright, first up was the main theme, which, like I said before we got over to here, is catchy as hell and also regrettably short. There's this weird buzzing sound that comes in at like 10 seconds and is completely unnecessary and definitely knocks this thing down a peg. Otherwise, I was like loving this thing. I was like, oh, this is a great little introduction. Oh, what is that sound? What is that sound? What is that sound? <laughs> yeah, it definitely just pops out of nowhere and it's uh, really annoying. Yeah, it's sort of an unfortunate uh, through line we're going to have through most of the tracks we're going to be talking about. There is a lot of weird buzzing and popping kind of sounds that the Game Boy Advance produces at certain levels just because of the hardware limitations. I don't want to get into it too, too much because that's something we'll talk about eventually, I think, on a, a you know non-specific game. Maybe we actually start talking about hardware a little bit, but Game Boy Advance soundtracks are a little rougher around the edges than everything else I think we're going to cover over the course of this thing's lifetime. It's... Yeah, like I said, a lot of people consider them Super Nintendos in, a, in your pocket effectively, but, uh, you know, you listen to the sound and then it's like, oh man, even the worst Super Nintendo soundtrack doesn't have that buzzing effect, so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's to be expected, you know. It's just so much smaller, it's so much less to it when it comes to, uh, I guess, the processing of the sounds. Yeah, for sure. Overall, I mean, graphically, yeah, it's pretty capable of doing what the Super Nintendo did for the most part, but it's just mm -hmm. kind of depressing to hear... <laughs> the Super Nintendo, you know, having such a wonderful sound chip and then going to whatever the Game Boy Advance is doing, you're like, uh, it, it it hurt a lot of things that <laughs> went from the Super Nintendo to the Game Boy Advance, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. We'll get to those eventually, so. Um, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the main thing here that we're going to be talking, or the, like, the main track of this segment here is the first level. I really dug this one, and this is one of the few that I really don't have any issues with as far as like the Game Boy Advance hardware hindering its sound quality at all. It's got a great bass line that it starts off with. It's good, it's fast-paced, and it's got a great feeling to kind of keep action moving. It's almost like a confidence builder, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, it totally makes sense to me. It definitely built my confidence up, even though I've never played the game. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that rhythm section kept pumping to the end, which was really cool. I love it. I thought the percussions helped the mix big time. Without the crazy snare drum and the bass drum, it, I don't think it would have been the same or as intense. I don't know. That bass drum mm -hmm. really pushed it. I just love the way it sounded, and especially the snare. I like the way they utilized the snare. Great lead, but the rhythm, uh, honestly, was what caught my attention. For me, I think that bass line in this, like, and that's kind of a, another through line that we're going to see throughout the soundtrack. Like, I really dug the bass line in this one. It really kind of just, it's a good like, head bopping beat to it, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Really helps carry it through. Yeah, it's really great. It's, like I said, this is one of those ones that it's a little, you listen to it and you're like, oh, this is kind of a cool, and then you listen to it a little bit more and you're like, man, this is kind of thumping a little bit i dig this shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah got my head bobbing <laughs> yeah for sure man this is probably one of the only tracks we're going to talk about today that we don't have any like hardware issues with which is unfortunate because the soundtrack outside of like the weird buzzing stuff that the game boy advance does the soundtrack is really really good yeah it really is i'm i'm digging it it's just man when you hear those disgusting sounds it kind of throws everything off yeah but yeah. you understand you know the limitations if you could understand that if you can get past that then you'll totally enjoy this OST. Yeah, especially the ones we're highlighting. These are the ones I feel that they're affected by the least. There are some tracks in the soundtrack that I listened to a couple of times and I was like, I can't get past it. And I don't know <laughs> if it's really worth kind of talking about and then really like hammering home while we're discussing it. Like, oh, this this is really bad in this section. Yeah, I'd rather not focus on the worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we kind of learned our lesson, I think, with the Maverick Hunter X soundtrack where it's like, you know, if it's something... If we're going to be negative about it, let's just skip it all together. Like, why mm. talk about it at all? Exactly. <laughs> we'll just highlight the good stuff. Because most of the people, when you listen to a soundtrack, you you find the stuff you like and you listen to those. You don't sit there and go back and listen to the stuff that you don't really dig. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Meaning that Pictionary is the one soundtrack that we've covered that we included the entire soundtrack. And that's because that soundtrack is like seven tracks long, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great soundtrack, though. I yeah. love that soundtrack. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Not a clunker in that bunch, but like I said, no. it's because that thing is seven, or there's only seven tracks to that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that could be it. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to second level theme and third level theme. We'll listen to those and be right back.
Alright, first up was second level theme. This one is, again, catchy as hell, but this is the one where we're really going to start seeing the weakness of the Game Boy sound production. It's got a great bass line to start. There's a change of sound that happens in about 38 seconds that keeps it a bit interesting. Aside from that quality that I mentioned, it gives me a B-tier Castlevania track vibe to it. It's a little spooky, kind of invites exploration. It just almost feels like it should be like in a Castlevania, Metroidvania kind of game, basically. Not, not really a side-scrolling Power Rangers platformer. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I can totally see that. Okay, now I'm totally understanding the limitations of the GBA sound production. When composing a track that'll be essentially produced on a GBA, there's a huge stipulation that needs to be, you know, understood. Unfortunately, uh, it seems like they kind of just did whatever they wanted to do and didn't really care about the limitations of it all. But one thing that I did notice is uh, when you harmonize the low and the high notes, that'll most likely produce that annoying buzzing sound, specifically in the low notes, because the high notes seem to be unaffected. Okay. The high notes don't produce that buzzing sound. It's it's the low notes when you're harmonizing, which is weird. I, I you know I, I wouldn't understand why that happens. But I you know it's it's a GBA. It's nothing like the Super Nintendo. Yeah. A lot different. It's very interesting how that happens. Yet very aggravating at the same time other than that uh, the leads were brilliant great track yeah i mean we're, we're coming back to this again where we're you know sitting there patting mizutani on the back for doing what he does best and that is just creating gr great soundtracks like really catchy stuff with like really catchy like uh, just yeah i it's just unfortunate that it's attached to the hardware that it is i think um I think he did his damnedest that he could with this and kind of just was like, okay, well, this kind of buzzes a little bit, but if I change something, it's going to hurt what I wanted to do, so we'll just roll with it, I suppose. Yeah, I could totally understand that. And also, this is a licensed game. They typically don't get the same amount of attention that a lot of, uh, we'll say, you know, in-house productions do, and that may have been it. This may have just been sort of a... Um, I don't know, like, I don't want to shit on the game itself too much, because it's clear Mizutani did put some work into the soundtrack, because the soundtrack is another one of those, again, definitely better than I think the game deserves to a point. Um, <laughs> but, again, I just wish, whatever he could have done to have made it sound a little bit better, I would have appreciated that. But, you know, we've got what we've got, and I'm more or less happy with what we have. I'm just more let down with the fact that the Game Boy Advance hardware kind of puts a damper on the ability to listen to the soundtrack and enjoy it without thinking about the limitations of what it's being done on. Yeah. You know, like I'm not aiming any of this anger towards Mizutani at all. It's, uh, you know, the limitations and I hate to focus on them on the limitations so much, but damn, it really pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it's such a integral part of these tracks that some of the stuff, it really affects how good a track sounds, which is unfortunate because a lot of this stuff is really good. Mm -hmm. Really, it really is. All right, let's go ahead and move on to third level then. Um, again, same problem that we were just talking about, but the first five <laughs> seconds are just killer. That call and response thing that it does four times starting at like 19 seconds is super catchy. The fourth time that it does it, it's kind of got this definite like Tim Fallen feel to it and a nice jump back up in tempo from the second level theme it's because you kind of go, go from like i said this kind of like spooky um exploration kind of feeling track and then you just come back up to something a little bit more fast paced a little bit more catchy yeah yeah it's pretty cool how that happens uh great design okay so i gotta get this out of the way okay i'm just gonna have to expect a disgusting sound somewhere in most of the tracks <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's a bummer, but hey, at least the, the tracks are actually really good. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, limitations, man. Compositions are seriously good, but like I said, all the little side effects you get from mixing certain sound makes makes it a little hard to enjoy what's going on. And now that that's out of the way, <laughs> I'm really digging this particular track. Uh, at the 32-second mark, it just kicks into overdrive. I love how everything mixes together. You, all these weird little sounds that are, I guess essentially leads it's, it's just really cool how everything mixes uh it's just just insane yeah it's just really cool track i'm not crazy right it does kind of have this weird like tim fallen feel to it on that like fourth <laughs> call and response right yeah it really it, does <laughs> it's it's crazy like as soon as i heard that i was like <laughs> all the sources i normally use to track down who does the composition work for one of the soundtracks recovering did not have this game listed i could not pin down who did this 
And so I ended up just checking the credits for this, and I was like, on a YouTube video of a long playthrough, and I was like, oh, Mizutani did this. Okay, well, that makes a little bit of sense, because they were, you know, contemporary with each other. So mm-hmm. it's just, I w- if you had told me, like, Mizutani and Tim Fallon collaborated on this, you wouldn't have surprised me in the least, because it sounds a lot like both of their styles kind of combined. Yeah, you know, I made me uh, really think. <laughs> I was surprised. Didn't really expect to hear what I'm hearing now. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff in here that it, if you listen to it, yeah, like, once you know it's Mizutani, you're like, oh yeah, clearly this is Mizutani. But then there's little hints here and there that really give off that Tim Fallon feel. And it's just like, man, we're, okay, that's, it must have been something where he, I don't want to say like borrow, because, you know, every musician kind of, they get, they hear a sound from somebody and they, take it, not take it, but, you know, kind of, like, learn from it and do their own thing with it. And I think that's exactly what Mizutani may have done here, is he heard Tim Fallon and sort of, you know, it had been years, really, since the NES era, Tim Fallon stuff, and maybe he's like, oh, maybe it's time to bring some of these sounds back. Yeah, it's a smart thing to do. Uh, A lot of, uh, like, metal musicians, or just uh, guitarists in particular, you know, they borrow certain sounds, which is uh, what you want to do because... When somebody's nailed a sound, you want to take that sound and make it even better. You want to utilize it and uh, work with it. It'd be stupid not to. Absolutely. And the joke is, there's only so many notes and scales that can ever be produced. So, of course, something is. there's always going to be something that you listen to it, and it might sound like something else for even a couple of seconds, you know? Oh, yeah. That's just how, how it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's only so many notes and so many things you can do with things. So there's always going to be a little bit of borrowing. It's You just don't want to turn it into... Um, if I could fly in that Coldplay song, basically, you don't you don't want to turn into like a Joe Satriani uh, getting ripped off by Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to make it that blatant. So, or um, what was it? Uh, Under pressure and Ice Ice Baby. Like you, mm-hmm. yeah, you really don't. It's like no, no. There's this. It's like oh wow, you put an extra beat in there, and otherwise it's the exact same goddamn thing, dude. Yeah, now you're just ripping someone off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That there, there's difference between you know inspiration and theft, basically. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it's just funny how some people you know think they can get away with it. Yeah, just justify Crazy. it in their heads. Like no, I added a note. It's totally unique now. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, well then, what if I add another note to yours and then change out two of the words in your in your lyrics and then do it? Are you going to be pissed that I did that? Are you going to sue me? Oh, you are mm, hypocritical, much. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's probably enough of Vanilla Ice Ice talk or uh, Vanilla Ice on Ice Ice Baby talk here. You know, in 2019, it's just yeah, nobody's nobody's thinking about that song right now. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on to fourth level and final level themes. So we will listen to those and we'll come right.
All right, that first track we listened to was Fourth Level. And again, hardware issue. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way and move on from that. <laughs> I don't want to harp on this too, too much. So, but, you know, we've got to bring it up when it's there. So, uh, again, this thing's another great baseline, and that's pretty much been the through line of every single track we've talked about this week. There's this weird, almost boat-like sound that the hardware really doesn't like doing, and and I tell you, I don't really like listening to. So yeah, that it that it's in this track, and it's just weird and off-putting in a way that I'm just like I said, I try not to question you know artist intent, but I'm like Mizutani, what were you doing, dude? I mean, come on, man, you normally knock it out of the park. What is this thing, dude? Yeah, limitations, man. My my hope is that the fourth stage takes place on a boat, and that's the that's what it's harping <laughs> to. So I will just go ahead and pretend that's what it is, and we'll go with that and just justify it in my head. <laughs> You know, I'm starting to wonder if uh, if you can even hear that garbage sound on, you know, the GBA. Oh, you can. Oh, uh-huh. no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was, I was worried. <laughs> that, that's why I went back and played this, because I was worried it was like a YouTube rip uh, quality issue, basically. Mm-hmm. And I went and downloaded a ROM and played it for a little while. I was like, oh, no, all the same issues that I've got with with the YouTube rips that we've got are the exact same issues in the game. So yeah, it's, it's unfortunately part of the hardware issue completely. It has nothing to do with the YouTube rip. Damn. Well, yeah. that's pretty sad. Yeah. Well, and especially like this track, it starts off so strong and there's a lot going on here that I like, mm-hmm. but the hardware issues on it are huge on this one. And there's a lot of like static and farty sounds, I guess, might be the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've said before, like, the thing that people accuse the Sega Genesis of sounding like, you know, that just just farting kind of FM synthesizer <laughs> thing, that's kind of what I feel like this track does. But for the most part, there's a lot going on here that I like. It's just there's those hardware limitations that really hinder this one out. Yeah, yeah I think this is uh, the one track that I had a really hard time getting through. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate to say it, but this track has been completely effed up. I do like the intro, but everything just goes downhill. Um, all I can say is please understand your limitations and just work around them. <laughs> yeah, or just reuse the first level theme. I don't it, At this point, it's like you, you've done three others. It's fine. It's cool. I, just reuse that one. It's fine, man. Yeah, really. <laughs> Save my ears. Yeah, for sure. Oh, all right, let's move on to the final level then. Uh, the intro for this really, really makes me think of Tim Fallon. Just that kind of thumping bass line. It makes me think of the Pictionary title theme specifically. There's this crescendoing and scaling up that starts about eight seconds in that leads to the main part of the song that I really dig. It's really kind of subtle, and I actually had to have my wife sit down next to me and listen to this to make sure that it wasn't just scaling up, but it was also crescendoing at the same time. It's this really <laughs> cool effect, and I was like, oh man, I dig this. Because normally, you don't see a lot of the notes being crescendoed up, um, or the sound being crescendoed up as the notes are scaling up like that. Normally, it'll start mm-hmm. off at something at a certain level, and then it will just crescendo up like volume-wise. But this did the scaling up of notes as well as crescendoing volume. So I was like, oh man, I, I really appreciate what they did with that. Yeah, it was really cool that they did that. It's really funny that you mentioned that uh, whole Pictionary deal. Uh <laughs> I got the same thing out of it. <laughs> and uh, this track, man, it has excellent pace, great progression, and I didn't really catch a disgusting sound in the mix at all. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, I don't think this, I think this is, this and the first level are the only two that we didn't really bump into any issues with. Mm-hmm. And like I said, know your limitations, man, and uh, you'll come out with a very strong track. If you like this one, you'll really love the main theme for Pictionary. Absolutely. You know what? If, if you have ears, I think you will like the main theme to Pictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. It is hard to not like that one. Oh, jeez. You yeah. know, honestly, I just listened back to that one because I had somebody ask me, like, what's a good entrance point for this podcast? And I kind of point to Pictionary just because it is music that you and I aren't completely familiar with as far as, like, instrumentation and what the hardware is capable of doing. But I think we still had a pretty good intellectual discussion about it as well as having some fun with it. And it's a thumping soundtrack. And yeah. it's also a short episode. It's like 42 minutes. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I said, I I'm probably gonna go listen to the Pictionary uh, OST when I'm done here. I um, I actually, and... <laughs> <laughs> I actually was listening to the the main theme after I heard this. I was like, I got I, too. I, I had to listen to it. I was like, I got I got to get it out of my head. It's just so damn catchy. It's like I have to listen to this to make sure I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, man, what a crisp track. Yeah, and 
like one of my favorite things in this is just the good use of like scales in this one. It really keeps oh, yeah. me hooked. This is ah, man, I don't know. Like I think this might be my favorite track in this whole soundtrack. That main theme, if it wasn't for that weird buzzing sound and the fact that it was only like twenty seconds long, I would probably dig that one a little bit more than this. But mm-hmm. this, all in all, is my favorite like unique composition for this. That is more than you know twenty seconds. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I'm digging this track. It's composed well. It's hard not to like all those leads. There's just so much within it. It's it's great. Yeah, there's a lot going on with this track, and I'm definitely glad we came to a consensus on this probably being the strongest <laughs> track out of all of them. So Yeah, definitely is. It's a really cool listen. And like I said, outside of the hardware limitations for a lot of these tracks that we've talked about, this is a really remarkably good soundtrack. Like I said, we we cut some of the stuff that we felt we couldn't either get past the hardware limitations or there just wasn't enough meat on the bone for us to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, this OST is great. Uh, great composition. Uh, everything works. Just limitations, man. Yep. Can kill everything. Gotta learn your limitations. And Mizutani normally is very good at that, it seems like, because... You know, he composed on the NES, he composed on the Game Boy Color, he composed on the Super Nintendo, and he composed on um, the Game Boy Advance, obviously. And then when we're covering next week, Game Boy Color 1, there are, like, no issues with that whatsoever as far as it being limited by the hardware, it sounds like. Or at least he figured out what the hardware limitations were and worked around them. I wonder if what he likes to do, there was just so much restraints on him with the Game Boy Advance hardware that he's just like, I've... I gotta at least get my sound in here, even if sometimes it doesn't come across as very great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. I, I can I can see that happening. It's like I mean, a uh, it's like a really good guitarist using a lousy guitar. It's like, look, you get the gist of what I do here. Yeah, <laughs> or more like a you know like a lousy pedal or lousy amp, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, see, uh, this is like I said, uh, this is where you, you you come into play with your technical <laughs> stuff. Where I'm just like, yeah, bad guitar. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know, as long as the guitar, uh, as long as you can get the guitar intonated and. You have decent, well, any pickups really work. I Honestly, I use cheap Chinese knockoff pickups, believe it or not. I don't know. Hmm. I, I just, they sound good to me. <laughs> it's really the intonation, you know, because uh, usually your open notes are always going to be in tune. But, uh, you know, as you work your way up to the middle of the fretboard, everything kind of either you get sharps or, or flat notes, and that's your intonation. So really, if you have that dialed in, it really just uh, depends on what you're playing through. You know, like the amp or the pedals or whatever. Okay. I just got a little bit of a lesson in um, in music there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the cheap guitars, man, they're not really bad. I mean, of course, they're not going to last as long as the fret. And, and the frets are going to wear out really fast. I mean, it's just old, well, cheap pop metal, basically, mm-hmm. that you're dealing with. But uh, you can really get good sounds out of cheap guitars. It's just your rig. It really depends on your rig. Hmm. That's something I would have never considered because, you know, not my wheelhouse would have never really thought about that very much. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess it's like if you have really good speakers and then uh, a lousy uh, receiver, basically. It's like, yeah, that's that's not going to help, exactly. guys. <laughs> exactly. I got you. See, we're talking home theater. Now, now, now we're in business. Now I got where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of knowing where you're coming from, why don't we go ahead and move on to the boss theme? That was a terrible transition. I apologize to everyone there. It was as best as I could come up with it for segue. So whatever. <laughs> But let's go ahead and listen to the boss theme one, which is the last one on this soundtrack that we're going to be listening to. So we'll listen to that and be right back. That was the boss theme one, and that I feel is this really weird kind of um, 
mix of Tim Fallen and 90s dance, uh, dance with a capital D. Uh, that's a, a term I, I ripped off <laughs> from uh, VG Empire. I forget who said it on there uh, a couple episodes back, but I was listening to that and they said, you know, dance with a capital D. I was like, oh, okay, no, I get, I, I get where you're coming from. But yeah, 90s dance music. Like, it's this really weird mix of those two. And if they had a baby, I think that's what this track would have ended up being, basically. That's hilarious. It was a good use of, like, contrasting high and low notes running throughout this thing. It's got a great tempo and a surprisingly long loop for a boss theme. A lot of the boss themes that we've listened to over the course of this podcast have been a little bit short. And they kind of loop back really quickly. I think we talked about that on the last episode with, uh, I'm not going to pr- try to pronounce that the whole title again, but the Car Ranger uh, episode oh, yeah. we did last. Yeah. <laughs> I think some of the, I think one of the boss teams did that too, where it was a very short loop, like a few seconds maybe. Yeah. It was extremely short. <laughs> Didn't we bump into that with, um, it was either Shatterhand or Shadow of the Ninja, I think had that. Yeah. One of the two. I can't remember. Yeah. We went out on the episode before that, before we talked about that. That was our, uh, the track we went out to and I didn't catch it until the next week when we ended up recording the episode and talking about it. And I was like, Oh wait, this thing is like 30 seconds long. And I looped it for like the two and a half minute YouTube rip I had of it. Oh shit. Good job, Jason. Way to pay attention. Dumb, dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, this track did have a really long loop, uh, very surprising. Didn't expect it. It really sounds like you get pushed right into the battle. It has a very intense sound, which is, great you know that's what you want to hear for you know a boss fight mm-hmm. but honestly man i don't know i i'm not liking it all that much for for some reason mm-hmm. it may be the choice of instruments or maybe just too much going on uh but all that aside it it will get your blood pumping with that being said i guess i'd have to admit it was designed well i guess you really wouldn't want to hear a farewell ballad during one of these uh one of the most intense portions of the game <laughs> yeah yeah you don't want something slowing the <laughs> slowing the roll down on that yeah so you know i know i wouldn't uh i, I definitely wouldn't want to hear a slow drab song while you know watching the megazord assemble or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure man all right so like i said i i'm wondering if maybe it's like a, a generational thing with us like that 90s dance sound that you know that kind of like industrial sound to it like i kind of dig it even though i kind of recognize a lot of those songs from that era aren't so great but you know just it, it gives me that like everybody dance now dun, 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 <laughs> sort of sound like in my okay. head so maybe maybe that's what it is on why you're not digging it as much no i don't know I, i'm starting to think it was just the choice of instruments i really i i did enjoy the b and mm-hmm. the tempo and everything it's just i don't know I, I, I don't know. No clue. Yeah. Hey, some you know, I just don't care for it. Hey, you know, there's some things that I, you know, that we've, we've disagreed with on what we enjoy and that's perfectly mm. okay. We have totally different tastes in music. So <laughs> very true. We just have a love of video game music that we're trying to spread to the world. Basically. Yes, that's it. <laughs> we don't always have to agree. It's, it's, you know, it would be boring if one of us or, you know, if not one of us ever had our own differentiated opinion from the other. Yeah. Very true, man. <laughs> that would make for a very boring podcast. So why would I even have a co-host? Yeah, exactly. I might as well sit here and talk to myself like I did the first episode. Oh, that was God. I, I went back and listened to that the other day and it didn't turn out bad, but boy, I don't know if I could have done that long term. <laughs> Man, it's been a long time since I've listened to that one. Yeah, I, I just felt like I was like, you know, I should go back and listen to that. See how that felt. And I was like, the show's got an entirely different feel to it than what we've got now. And I almost feel like my personality almost doesn't come through in a way just because I don't have somebody to bounce off of that I enjoy talking to. Uh, you know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, a lot a lot of the stuff, it's like if you're going to listen to um, a podcast about video game music, you sort of want to listen to it for the personalities of sorts. Because the if you want to listen to it for the music, you can just listen to, listen to a YouTube track of it, basically, if you want yeah. to. Yeah, exactly. Why go through the hassle of looking up a podcast? Yeah, exactly. And then hope they get around to talking about what you're wanting to talk about or listen to, basically. It's like, really? oh, maybe someday they'll listen to it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, some of these long-running video game music podcasts, it's like, okay, 300 and something episodes later, you still haven't covered this. Okay, I throw it in the towel, I suppose. You're not yep. ever going to cover it. I'm done. <laughs> hey, speaking of done, that will basically wrap up this episode. The Power Rangers Ninja Storm soundtrack all in all, pretty strong soundtrack with, like I guess we highlighted the best of the best in this, but again, just that Game Boy Advance hardware limitation just hindered my ability to listen to this, like, I think long-term and consistently. Like, a couple of these, like, I wouldn't mind just kind of, like, listening to them on a playlist and just kind of jam into them, listen to them as I wrote or something, but unfortunately, outside of, like, three of them they, that we listen to, there's really too much distortion and stuff that comes through that I can't see myself going back to 
those specifically and listening to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, this OST, it's a great OST. Compositions are excellent, but, you know, limitations, that's all. Yep. That's all it was. But, hey, maybe you like hearing that that sound. I don't know. My ears, uh, you know, shy away from certain frequencies, and I'm, I know yours do. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, as we, as we learned in the uh, Fantasy Star episode where we learned that that PSG-1 chip in the Master System was just a little too high-pitched and grating for me at times. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, uh, maybe those sounds will rub you the right way. I, I don't know. They uh, definitely rub against the grain on me. Yeah, I think they're just, you know, some people are just more sensitive to certain frequencies than others. And I think for both of us, this was just something that sort of hit us just, just wrong. And it could also be if you grew up playing the Game Boy Advance, you have a nostalgia for that sound and you didn't really notice it growing up. So maybe, maybe that's Hmm. something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but there are people who listen to the NES and are just like, no, I can't listen to this stuff. It's like, and I listen to it. I'm like, oh man, this is great stuff. And it's because <laughs> I grew up listening to that stuff while I was playing that era of video games. So yeah, there's definitely something attached yeah, to that memory. For sure. And it's the same thing with the Super Nintendo. Like, you know, I was early teens, preteen when that came out. And I, you know, a lot of my, we'll say musical awakening kind of was in that era. And I paid attention to a lot of that stuff. And going back and listening to it now with a little bit more of a, we'll say, educated ear, which is, you know, I'm barely educated in that stuff, but just knowing what I'm listening for more than I did when I was a kid, like, I, I appreciate what the Super Nintendo was capable of, and the fact that it did it so well, I was like, oh, great. Maybe somebody has that same nostalgia or ability to go back and listen to the Game Boy Advance and listen to it for what it was and appreciate it despite hardware limitations. Yeah, and might just have the appreciation for it. Yeah, that unfortunately, Dominic and I kind of bumped up against a little bit more than I think uh, we were hoping for. <laughs> like I said, it was a great OST. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, uh, limitations, uh, you know, just know your limitations. Understand them. Limitations, again, this is, learn this is coming. <laughs> this is coming from somebody that doesn't compose for, you know, well, I, I sit in my, my little tiny room composing on a guitar. Big yeah. difference. Huge difference. Yeah, versus multi-layered, like, you know, electronic tracks and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I would not have a fucking clue how to do that stuff. I'm sure you could pick it up. There's, like, hardware that you can compose, like, off of the NES, basically. It's sort of like NES Plus. That hmm. one of these days, I might just throw something up there and try it to see if I can do anything. Hmm. I think it would be, be kind of cool. I think it would be fun just to give it a shot, just to see how terrible I actually am at it. <laughs> Like I said, you I never know, man. Hell yeah. I don't know. I, never I, know. I've got a good idea. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I said, I, I, I think I'm doing a good job of like appreciating what's there and then sort of taking the tracks down. I just don't know. I, I always think I have more of a critical mind than a uh, creative one, I suppose. <laughs> I, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, you definitely have more of a creative mind than I do for sure. And you're definitely pretty good with the critical stuff too. So it's like, okay, cool. Dominic's uh, my better in this uh, sense in every way, shape and form. Cool. Great. <laughs> Not by much. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, buddy. I don't know. You're selling yourself short. So anyway, that's enough. Uh, that's enough patting each other on the back here. Why don't we wrap this episode up? If you like this podcast and I can't see why you wouldn't, because God damn it, we, we've got a great chemistry. We listen to great music. How does this not catch your ear? But I've got other podcasts I do with other people. Uh, We do Multimedia Failure, which is a podcast where we watch video game movies more or less in chronological order. And then once we get done doing a walkthrough of them effectively, we arbitrarily rank them against each other. That podcast is suffering off the air and a lot of fun on the air. (laughs) And why do I say that? Because most of the stuff we watched has not been good, especially Fatal Fury, the motion picture, which that anime is still going on somewhere, somehow. It was an hour and 40 minutes according to the length of the video, but somehow, some way, that movie is still going on because it just felt like it was just going on. And I am going to drag that joke into the dirt until we are on episode like 100 of both of these podcasts. <laughs> oh, man. I'll retire when we, when we hit episode 100, maybe. Or I just get tired of doing it and forget one episode. I'm like, oh, I forgot that episode. Cool. I'm not bringing it up ever again. <laughs> just remember to forget. <laughs> yes, there we go. That's Man, you just hurt my brain saying that. Thanks, man. <laughs> Uh, all Simple right. Is that? Yep, basically. Oh, jeez, man. Uh. Also, if you like this podcast, we are on Patreon. And that is at patreon.com slash games and junk. Now, I have been wanting to get a little bit more open about this. What Ultimately, what I would like to do, and sort of Dominic, I'm sure, would like to do too, is we would like this show to go weekly. We would like this show to be self-supporting as far as hosting costs. But Dominic and I, I think we also would like to 
maybe make a living doing this. Uh, we both enjoy doing this podcast a lot. And I could see us really, I mean, uh, clearly, the wealth of video game music that is out there is incredibly deep. And hell, if we made enough money that, um, you know, we didn't have to either work very much or could not work at all at our day jobs, I would almost see us doing like two episodes a week, like a full episode and then a smaller episode, like a bonus episode, like every week. I mean, if we had the free time to do that, I think we could probably make that happen pretty easily. Oh, yeah. But... (laughs) We need your help on Patreon, and if you like this show, uh, we would appreciate you supporting us. If Honestly, if everyone gave everyone that listened to this, to Multimedia Failure, or our catch-all podcast thing gave a dollar, we would be sitting pretty close to about what we would need to be able to do that. Yeah, very true. It's it's a little, like I said, it's, it's great to see the numbers go up, but ultimately, I, I do want this our whole site and the podcast network to grow out a little more. I I would like us to be able to concentrate on this a little more because as it is right now, like doing this and the game of Thrones podcast every week, which is another podcast I do with Vanessa and John that I do multimedia failure with. I would love to be able to do more projects. I'd love to be able to do more podcasts, but you know, free time is free time. And I only have so much, you know, time of the week to be able to do research for shows where if worked a little less or didn't work at all because we were supported, I could, like I said, I would love to be able to do podcasts just full time, and I, I'm sort of taking this idea and running with it from an episode of Retronauts that hasn't gone up unless you back them on Patreon. But they were talking about being professional podcasters with another uh, two guys that are professional podcasters, and being absolutely clear with your audience sometimes is exactly what you need to do. And I think we're just going to start doing that going forward. And I'm not going to harp on the point every single episode like I am right now, but I think this is a good time to sort of get the initiative. Um, we're getting more listeners because of the, the Power Rangers thing, so hopefully, if you liked us enough, maybe you've checked out our back catalog and you hear, like, oh, these guys actually, I really like what these guys are doing. Like I said, Dominic and I want to do more of these. We really do, but we literally just are bumping up against time. I've got a wife and two kids that, I, you know, I, I make time for. Dominic has a girlfriend and, you know, has his own recording stuff he has to make time for. We both work 40-plus-hour-a-week jobs. To be able to cut back on, you know, the actual work and be able to concentrate on a podcast would be an absolute dream and is absolutely our goal for this podcast in the long term. I realize we're only 15 episodes into this thing, but I think we've hit our stride a lot quicker than a lot of people do. Also, because I did podcasts before this, so that kind of helped a little bit, too. (laughs) (laughs) But Dominic and I were friends off the air before this, too, and we worked together. So ultimately, I, I really think we've got something good that we can make happen if we had the support. So... If you want to help make that happen, go over to Patreon. Like I said, even if you just kick in a buck, that would be great. And there are tiers over there if you want certain episodes uh, for us to cover, if you want a guest on an episode, or if you just want a shout-out, which we've got two people who are doing that. And one of those people is Vanessa, who is, again, the co-host for one or two of my podcasts that I'm doing, the Game of Thrones Power Hour and the Multimedia Failure. And the other person I want to shout-out to is Gustav, who is Wario Cantone on Twitter, who has been a big Big supporter of everything Games and Junk, which is the site I run, and this uh, all of these podcasts are attached to. He has been a big supporter of everything we've done for as long as he's basically known we've existed. So, Gustav uh, and Vanessa, <laughs> I appreciate everything you guys have done in supporting this and every other podcast we do. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, I think that's probably enough of me bloviating about that. Take a shot. <laughs> uh, bloviating about us uh, wanting to do pr- podcasts professionally, basically. So, uh, Dominic, did you have anything to add? Uh, no, well, you know, if we ever do hit a certain number, um, I'm, you know, me being a musician, I have so many guitars. I'm literally sitting on, I think around 30 guitars. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do a giveaway. If that you guys be, are into that, that would be, you know, that, yeah, that is something we could talk about. That would be, that would be Definitely pretty cool. see how it goes. Yeah. Maybe that's something, um, Hey, if, you want to maybe do a suggestion as to like how we could do that, you could write us at podcast at gamesandjunk.net. You could hit us up on Twitter at Robico Podcast or me on Twitter at Jason Ariola or Dominic at Dominant Shred. See, look at that. Look at that. King of the segues and the plugs here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff we could do. I mean, I've got video game soundtracks coming out of my ears. You know, I've got video games coming out of my ears too, but you know, there's there's ways we want to give back too outside of just doing a podcast on a regular basis. I mean, we're doing them on a regular basis anyway, but more with more frequency. There's ways we could definitely give back, and we would love to do that, but we do need your help to do that. Um, I don't see us running out of steam anytime soon. I mean, we've literally got years and years of content possible coming through this, and even though Multimedia Failure 
eventually could run out of legs just because we cover every single video game movie ever made. Uh, you know, there's then just, you know, TV shows, adaptations and stuff like that, that we could do. Um, you know, that, that, that is a, another show with a long-term thing we could do. And also, you know, if we make enough money well, that could go weekly so we could cover more ground. There's other podcasts I would like to do, but again, I just don't have the time to do them. Um, this game of Thrones power hour thing that we've been doing has given me more ideas and, I would love to do them. I just, I don't have the time. There's no way I can make more time for podcasts than what I've kind of got now, unfortunately, without, you know, cutting back at work. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've got a wife and kids that, you know, they, my wife makes more than me, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the, I, I like being a dojo dad for my kids. I like to be able to go to, you know, Target or whatever. And like, they see something, you know, they don't have to sit there and you know open my wallet and see if there's enough money in there. You know, it's, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of, Oh sure. Get it for them. I would like to be able to still sort of have that. I don't want to say spoil my kids, but you know, give them what I didn't have as a kid and not have to worry about being constantly broke at the same time, but also doing something I have learned to love over the last, man, we're at 15 episodes now with this one. So, you know, the last nearly, well, I mean, outside of the, you know, us going weekly for the last couple of weeks, but or the last few weeks, like 30 weeks, basically, like we're at over half a year of this podcast now. And I am incredibly proud of the work Dominic and I have done. And I'm uh, again, incredibly surprised and happy with the listenership. It seems to have picked up. Yeah. Same here. I'm uh, very surprised, actually, extremely happy. And uh, I would love to do this every day. If I could, I would love to shovel out more than even two episodes a week if I had the time. Yeah. But hopefully it happens. I'm crossing my fingers, man. That'd yeah. That'd be great. Absolutely. So, and like I said, if you can't do any of that, like financially, I get it. You know, times can be tough for some people and I completely understand that. But a way you can help is share the show around. You know, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. We are on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. Basically, anywhere you can look for podcasts, this podcast and Multimedia Failure and a bunch of our others are on those platforms as well. So if you have anyone that you might think might be into video game music podcast, have them listen to us. Because maybe you can't do something financially, but maybe they could. That would be a great help. Or they can keep sharing us and the numbers go up and eventually somebody's going to be able to kick in a few bucks, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very true. Spreading the word will definitely help us out. Uh, yes. Definitely what we want. And ultimately, I would like to keep us ad-free. That's something that um, Vanessa, who runs the back end of our site, is looking into for not just us, but the whole podcast network in general. But if I could avoid it, I would like to... You know, I don't feel like I want to try to sell you guys something outside of the product that we're already producing. But, you know, if it helps supplement us a little bit and maybe we can get the show out more often, if we do that, we can, you know, it's something we're looking into because, like I said, I do want to find ways to get more podcasts out there to you guys because I feel like this is a strong podcast. This is the most fun I've had doing, like, podcasts in forever. The the whole reason I retired the, you know, quote-unquote flagship podcast the games junk podcast was because i just kind of stopped enjoying doing it it unless we had a topic specifically to do as we were sort of doing the last few episodes of it i was kind of like like it was sort of like just grudgingly like looking at it being like we should put one out it's been a few weeks and it just became more work (laughs) than anything it was like great okay here let's talk about the news let's talk about what we've been playing this week and i just i got tired of it and We sort of found a format with, um, it may have even been the, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like, we talked about the movie, and then we talked about the games that were made by it, and I was like, you know what, why don't we just, like, put a bullet in the back of this thing's head and call it done, and move on and do something I've been wanting to do forever, and... You know, Vanessa got on board with it, John got on board with it, and then I started getting this up and running, and Dominic got back on board with me after I pushed out the first episode, and then started nudging him with the uh, e- with the E7 soundtrack, like, hey, is this a harpsichord? <laughs> <laughs> so, oddly, if you want to thank any instrument in the world for this podcast probably existing, it is probably a harpsichord, which is the strangest thing I think anyone has ever said. A podcast that you can thank a harpsichord for existing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh we owe we owe a lot to the harpsichord. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't ask it's a strange through line and we'll just leave it at that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so that'll wrap up this episode. I like I said, I will keep the discussions about this at a minimum not at a minimum, but at a much more we'll say small clip and then we did this episode but this is the first time that we've really kind of talked about it and i've talked about it with the other people on the network too that 
yeah, we should make this push because we've got a we've we've got great products here that I think we're doing really well with. And ultimately, like I would like to upgrade our equipment too. Like I'd like to be able to buy everybody like proper mics, proper mixers, and but you know that's that's something that comes further down the road. I like to be able to do the show more frequently first because if we can do that, you know, more listeners and then possibly more money, and then that means better equipment. Ultimately, I think our our. I think our sound equipment now is pretty good. It just, I think getting better would also help too. But what we're doing as far as shows go is more important than the sound quality because it's not like we're terrible sounding. It's just, there's room for improvement, but there's always going to be room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> All right. So without, uh, like I said, without without me getting on uh, this, this tangent too much further here, we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. And I don't know if I'm really going to put another Time Force episode or another time force track at the end of this one i guess i could put another one up um because normally what we do if this is your first time listening is for the episode coming up next i will put a teaser track at the end of that episode to hint on what we're going to do but i also try to make it not obvious but since we're doing all power ranger stuff this month i'm telling you what we're doing for the next episode rather than sort of alluding to it with what the track is and then surprising you the following week with what we're doing since i ended with a time force track on the last episode uh, instead of a a ninja storm track it puts me in a little bit of an awkward position for this one but maybe we'll just go ahead and do a time force track again so it's it's a great soundtrack and again it's iku mizutani again so yeah so we're basically getting two two episodes this month where we're not talking about iku mizutani but whatever if he wasn't a good composer we wouldn't be talking about him because that means he wouldn't have made good music and yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so without me getting on that too much longer i'll go ahead and wrap this thing up and we will talk at you guys next week with i promise i promise i promise power rangers time force for the game boy color so until then talk to you guys then